Why, hello and good week to all you people out there in listener land. How are you? This is T.C. Rollins. And this is Rain DeGray. And we would like to welcome you to this public-facing episode of the Dirty Talk podcast, because the way this works is that every other episode goes on our Patreon, patreon.com backslash dirty talk podcast, and then every other even-numbered episode comes to you, the listening public at large, John and Jane Q. Public. So welcome. I think that takes care of our opening bit that we're required to say at the beginning of every show. We want to give you a very warm and enthusiastic welcome. And we hope you're ready to get wet. Because why? <gasps> Are, do you, could it be that we might be talking about squirting? We could possibly be talking about squirting. Conversation topic number one. A recent scientific study just came out because we we love science we love the science especially science that just they do things to get weird just in the name of science i would have liked to be part of this scientific study like getting lobsters stoned yeah yeah i'd get lobsters i'd do that for fun not even for science i'm sure the lobsters would appreciate it i'm sure i'd appreciate it too i'd be like quit bogarting that lobster (laughs) but here's here's the study there it has long been debated where squirting comes from or where the the female ejaculate comes from. Oh, I have opinions. I have thoughts on the matter. You have horses in the race. I'd so many horses do I have in the race, you best believe. Okay, so here's here's the study that mm. was recently produced because they wanted some sort of scientific evidence mm-hmm. as to where the squirting is coming from. Mm-hmm. What they did is they took five women some of them in their 30s, some in their 40s, and one in their 50s, who have all had a history of being able to squirt during sexual encounters. This is the most unsexy setup I could possibly think to a lab. Because first of all, you have to have sex in a lab in front of a bunch of lab technicians. Now, I beg to differ, because if you are a medical fetishist and or an exhibitionist with a medical fetish, it could be the sexiest thing in the world. It could be. And maybe they found people in the center of that Venn diagram of of squirters (laughs) and medical fetishists, and they were able to get them into a lab, and this was their ultimate fantasy come to life, fulfilled uh, to their their greatest desires. It's more likely, in fact, that those would be the people they could recruit for a study like this in the first place. Possibly. There is a video of this study if you want to i guess i can link to uh, the video in the description for this episode if you want to go and look it's basically people coming but with nice scientific kind of music behind it but it's not really scientifically it's like slow jam pop music so it's the least scientifically scientific video i've ever seen and one of the other things is that everybody is coming blue did they do what? Are they Smurfs? Yeah, they're, they're using co- Smurf lube. Okay, but okay. not really. Let me let me break it down. So, break it down. So they bring them into the lab. They put a bunch of chuck pads down everywhere, from what I can see from the video. Uh huh. They put a catheter in the ladies' urethras. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, because they want to make sure that their bladders are completely empty. <laughs> then they take this mixture of an indigo dye and saline solution which they inject into the bladder. Then they have the people either manually stimulate themselves or have penetrative sex. All the while, there is one of the lab technicians with a cup 
trying to collect any squirt that comes out directly underneath them. So they're having to move this cup around as they're having sex or as they're masturbating to try and catch anything that comes out. But of course, all the squirt is dyed blue from this indigo dye. So all you see is just this blue stuff just dripping everywhere so everybody's <laughs> legs are blue it's like a like a odd smurf orgy <laughs> so they're squirting this blue stuff out because they just want to make sure what they're squirting out is the same stuff that they injected into the bladder and then they tested it all afterwards to see what the fluid was and they determined that yes most of it was the mixture that they put up inside the bladder but there was also traces of prostate specific antigen which mm -hmm. they believe came from the skein's gland mm -hmm. which is the female prostate but they wanted to definitively say yes the squirt fluid coming out is urine with maybe a little bit of skein's gland stuff mm -hmm. mixed in Anyways, mm -hmm. I know you guys. I can see you jumping up and down in your seat. You're you're all a, all the tether, waiting to to say your piece on this whole thing. Ooh, I have thoughts. Okay, blue squirt, go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So counter counter study. I would like to bring up the study that happened in 2015 in France. Okay. Where researchers, because we do love science, conducted ultrasound scans on women who, uh, as they put it, expressed large amounts of liquid at orgasm throughout the orgasm process, mm -hmm. aka squirting. Okay. And these studies showed that despite starting with an empty bladder, just before climax, their bladders were once again full, only to empty again after orgasm. Okay. So they're doing ultrasound scans. There's mm -hmm. nothing in the bladder. Which itself is super sexy and gets me in the mood. <laughs> and very important. Mm -hmm. And then right before orgasm, the bladder completely fills up magically where? Where's this liquid coming from? Okay. For our listeners that may or may not be aware, uh, I have done some porn. I have been on porn sets. Aghast. What? I have, I have peed. I have squirted. You've peed? I have not right now while we're talking. Okay. I have watched people on set pee. When they urinated, the urine was yellow. Mm -hmm. Smelled like urine, looked like urine. Mm -hmm. Then they would go on set. They would squirt truly astounding amounts of a clear liquid that doesn't look like urine, doesn't smell like urine. I had to clean it up, mop and bucket. I was on set for Daisy Ducati and she squirted. It was. It hit me from eight feet away. Wow. She's got some PSI. I went home wet from the knees down. It was like being sprayed by a hose. It doesn't smell like urine. It doesn't clean like urine. It doesn't look like urine. It doesn't taste like urine. It doesn't have the texture of urine. Mm -hmm. I've seen people pee before going on set, squirt on set. The squirt looks and smells. It feels different. It's, uh, it's oilier. Uh, it, it doesn't have the same texture in any way of urine. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen them get off set and go into the bathroom and pee and what comes out is yellow. Okay. So what I'm saying is whatever scientific studies they want to do, what is this fluid? Where is it coming from? Why does it not? It, huge amounts. So you're saying that it's a magic fluid. Yes. That, saying, correct. That it's a magic yes. fluid that yes. comes from nowhere. Yes. 
right before orgasm, there's the body Correct. produces it right before yes. orgasm, and it's That's not urine. That's what I'm saying. Even though this study is it's saying, no, they They're, squirted out all the blue shit that we put inside of them. It's, I, I, dis, I do not agree with the study. You're, you're disagreeing. I, this study you're arguing was with not, their science. I, I am arguing with the science because the study was not done by researchers who have spent over a decade on porn sets cleaning up so much squirt. Okay. For our listeners who may not be aware of it, I'm also into water sports. Mm. I intimately know both squirt and urine. I know what they taste like. I know what they smell like. I know what they look like. I know what they feel like. I know what they're like to clean up. And I am telling you, squirt is a magic mystery fluid <laughs> from the gods that magically appears in the body and it isn't urine. The magical That's... mystery fluid yes, is waiting correct. to take you away. Correct. Waiting that is what I'm saying. I, and, and what's more, I have been there and had to clean up when someone couldn't squirt and they faked it and they peed. And it's super obvious when they're faking it. Mm. Like, this isn't squirt. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This smells like pee. This looks like pee. Uh, there's less of it and it doesn't jet as far. So you're coming on the side that, that squirt is still a mystery. Yes. That it is yes. yet to be determined yes. by the science it's, of humankind. It is, it is nectar of the gods. It is, it is a some magical sort of mystery. spontaneously generated what? fluid. Yes. Is the ambrosia is... just sent from yes. heavens as a gift Correct. for orgasm? That is, yes. That is my stance. Uh -huh. And I have the mop and bucket and the track record to prove it. Uh, it is the tears of the gods. Yes, that is. I'm telling you, that is scientifically a fact. I re I remember once when someone tried to squirt and it and they shot out rock star neon yellow, like it it was not that was not. They were eating a lot of niacin squirt. that day. There's so much niacin that was not squirt, and it was on white mats. And yeah. I like had to quick get a towel. I was like, that's the babe. That's not squirt. Mm -mm. I've I've seen real squirt. I've seen fake squirt. And I've seen pee. Okay. And real squirt is is magical nectar of the gods that <laughs> magically appears in the bladder. Ba boom But it isn't pee. I'm telling you. Okay. That's, so that's so it's so it's a nether fluid. Your argument is yes. that it's a different fluid yes. that's coming yes. from the bladder. Yes. And you would mm -hmm. not technically categorize it as urine. Correct. Okay. I'm glad we had this discussion. Good talk. People disagree with you. There's also the other thing I. I, I I was looking at when mm. I was doing the research on this is mm. that there is a difference between squirting or gushing and female ejaculation that, that, that all those terms have become synonymous with mm -hmm. each other but mm. technically female ejaculation is an expulsion of fluid from the skein's gland and it's usually like a milky white color whereas the, the yes. squirt will tend to be, like you say, clear. It, it usually right, right. doesn't have that yellow-tinged urineness to it. So there's And there's not as much of it when it's excreted from the skein's gland because they do assume that it's like prostate, whatever the material would become the prostate in men, but they didn't get the testosterone in utero that formed the skein's gland, and it's just kind of the same as a male ejaculate and has similar yes. biological characteristics. I actually shot a clip yesterday where there was a noticeable white, yeah, it was female ejaculate. It's mm. way different than squirt. Mm. So totally the the, the white uh, substance they're talking about for female ejaculate, for sure, I 
did that yesterday. Okay. And it was not squirt. It's a completely different texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it runs different. It has a different viscosity. It smells different. It feels different and it looks different. So now you listeners of the podcast can go forth and inform the public female ejaculation is completely different than squirting. Right, right. They could happen simultaneously. Right. But they are actually mutually exclusive things. I've done I've done both. I'm I, I do more of the female ejaculate as opposed to the squirting. Okay. It's not that I, I haven't squirted uh it's actually a squirting orgasm I find is painful. It's it's not pleasurable. It's like being ripped out of you. It does it, very low on my list of types of orgasms I like to have. It's dramatic. I understand why people like watching it. Yes, but uh, and it, it counts it as an orgasm. Good for film. Yeah, but that's it's not high on my bucket list. It's more like a, a party trick. But you know, is there anything else you feel like you need to say about squirting before we move on? No, no, no. It's I'm, such I've, a hot topic for you. I've uh, feels about strong it. opinions. I do, full of opinions and more opinions than squirt, really. Well, since we are talking about squirting, mm-hmm. I would like to discuss potato chips. I would love some potato chips. Do you have some? I, I wish I had some potato chips because this new company. Are they squirt flavored? They are not squirt flavored. This new company in Lithuania has come out with a new flavored potato chip. It's not squirt flavored, but what flavor do you think it is? Um, mango? No, it is not mango potato chips. That doesn't even sound good. Mango. Ugh. Uh, teriyaki? No, I'm just the... chocolate. It's chocolate. Is it chocolate? It's chocolate. It's cho- is it it's a not, chocolate? It's not chocolate. We were just talking about <laughs> squirting, and now I am. Urine flavored? Is it pea flavored potato chips? Pea flavored. Who's gonna want to eat pea flavored potato chips? Fetishist. Fetishist? Pea fetishist. That's a very narrow market that they're trying to. There are more people into water sports than you might be aware. I want these potato chips that taste like urine. No. Uh, Do you want me to just tell you? Just tell me. Just what what is pussy. The potato chips are pussy flavored potato chips. Okay, so what's pussy taste like? I don't know. That's why I want to try a bag of these potato chips because I want to see what they think pussy tastes like. I've tasted a lot of pussy in mm. my day. And they all taste different, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. There's a wide variety. I, mm-hmm. You can definitely tell if someone is dehydrated or eats a lot of meat or is a smoker. I've had some not such delicious pussy and I've had pussy that's like, hmm. Really good mwah. pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm curious as to what these chips taste like. They said they did a lot of study into it because they they brought a number of researchers into the lab. We do like science. To determine what the flavor of pussy is. And they worked with numerous manufacturers of spices in the EU to get the perfect flavor combination that represents Hmm. pussy. I mean, all I can gather from their ingredients list, because they do list natural flavoring in there. Natural flavoring? Yeah, but, but so they also in- have lemon powder, parsley, black pepper, natural sour cream flavoring, and bay leaves. So I don't know uh-huh. if I make a concoction of, of these things, maybe that will taste like pussy. I don't know what other natural flavorings they're putting in there, but they have a whole breakdown of the process that they went through to discover what the taste of pussy is. They had five different researchers from their company go out 
<laughs> these team members, they said, so, we took the development of this flavor very seriously. So seriously. And selected the five bravest and most experienced team members, boys and girls, and sent them on individual hunts to come back with the fresh list of flavors. I don't know if that means that they're like, hey, go out and taste a bunch of pussies and then come oh, were back. Were they in and like bars determine. and like, can I taste your pussy for science? Science. It this is be... science. That's going to be my, is... that's, that's my next pickup line. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am a researcher. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> I need to taste your pussy for science. I'm wondering how many people will fall for that. I mean, this is true. I mean, I'll do it. I'll do some sort of study. I'll bring a clipboard. You better, you better, what, no, do it, fall for it. No, no, no. I want to fall be... for it, but just, just agree to, I mean, I'll have them sign a disclosure and everything. Okay. All, All right. right. If, if you meet awesome. me at a bar and I ask you to taste your <laughs> pussy for science, it's true. I'll report back here on my findings. Okay, scientifically. Scientifically. I'll bring a white coat and a clipboard and everything. Make it official. I have a clipboard you can borrow. Excellent. But you do, you would need to, I want, in order for this to be legit so that you're not manipulating people no. because I don't want a lawsuit here. No, no. You have to compile your findings and submit them to a medical journal. <laughs> I will. If they print it, then that would be wonderful. Uh, first, okay. I have to come up with some sort of scientific reason why I'm going out and tasting all the pussy. And because I want to is not a not good because enough I, That's not a good scientific reason. I know. I will it's come not. up with what? Maybe we'll, I'll report back on future episodes. Okay. As to what, and but anyways, they had these five brave people going out there and throwing themselves on this pussy grenade to figure out for what science. The, yes, to figure out what the taste of science was, and they also did lots of internet research and pulled people in comments and forums as to what they think pussy tastes like. I I believe that I taste like grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes, I know you said that. We've talked about that before. I know. Maybe. I know. I, I that's my belief. I don't I, think I, that these. That, that could be that could like be this the sour cream aspect that possibly. they are focusing on. I noticed that as a flavor as a mm -hmm. flavor profile, and I'm like, I think that I'm grilled cheese sandwiches. And if and I noticed you mentioned, I'm not tasting black pepper, but mm -hmm. I could it make sense of the sour cream a bit. I have tasted pussy that tastes like salt and vinegar chips. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm processing that right now. I had some salt and vinegar chips not that long ago. I've never had pussy that's tasted no. like that, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it was just kind of a vinegary-ish taste. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're okay. just a high pH. Possibly. Possible. But they do say these chips, these potato chips, might even make you lose your oral virginity. No. <sighs> if you've never tasted pussy before, this could be your first time by eating some of these chips. And or potato chips. If this is your first time eating potato chips, you could do a twofer. Mm -hmm. You could lose your oral virginity for, for both potato chips and the taste of pussy. But I am curious what they think pussy tastes like because it's a, a wide-ranging flavor profile I've noticed in my very scientific research. Yes. I want to get these chips. If okay. we have any listeners in Europe... Since they're we selling do them, have some listeners. We do, Europe. and we are putting this out there. We are begging you, dear listeners in Europe, if you could send us some of these bags, I will reimburse you for postage to the U.S. They are in Lithuania. They have places where you can buy them in Lithuania and a number of surrounding countries, but they won't <laughs> ship them to the U.S. from their website. You can buy them in Latvia. You can get them in Estonia. Right. Okay, so wait, let's make sure that we're not trying to recruit our listeners to commit a crime. Yeah, I don't think we're this asking is a crime. Them to, so then why won't they ship them to the United States? I don't know, because it's just not worth it for them. Oh, they'll just okay. ship them anywhere else in the EU, because I, I was trying to buy some through their website, 
but they don't list the U.S. as a country. They list all the other EU countries where they will ship them to. They just don't list the U.S. or any, any country outside of Europe. To be clear, we're only asking you to ship these if it doesn't break any laws. We don't want to break Do not, international law by no, trying to taste this pussy. Don't. If you're having to smuggle this pussy potato chips through customs, and it's like the Dirty Talk podcast told us to do it. No, no, no. So, but you know what? Only... That would be a great story if be like, I wanted to taste a pussy so bad that I broke international law. Who else? Who else would be able to say that? Well, I, I want to make sure we're not on the hook for paying court fees for any of our listeners we've recruited for this. I hate to okay. be the voice of reason. I'm Think sorry. Think of the publicity, though. Like I yes, said, no well, publicity is bad publicity. Court costs can be expensive. It's going to put this podcast on the map. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just leaving it, I'm just leaving it there. Okay. Any of okay. you, any okay. of you EU just, listeners, just... if you want to get us some pussy chips, okay. we would be eternally grateful. Okay. My co-host would. I'm not going to be breaking the law here. But but if I got pussy chips, would you not want to try one? Oh, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, we yeah, would yeah. eat them you, live. You would. Well, not live on yes. air because it would be pre-recorded. We would eat these <laughs> pre-recorded for your I pleasure. Would. You could hear us crunching down crunching, and discussing crunching. the taste yes. of yeah, the yeah. pussy and see if it we actually would. tastes like pussy to us. We and would you know what? That. If you're in the EU, get a bag for yourself. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Just, you know, you'll have that on your Google search history. Pussy <laughs> potato chips. Unless you you search under an incognito tab. You could do that. Uh, speaking of food, there is some new hardware coming out for you to enjoy food with. New hardware? Mm -hmm. Like a, a new version of a spork or something? A spoon. There's a spoon and a bowl. Okay, so that's not new. Those have been around for a while. But but it's an electric spoon and an electric bowl. That sounds overly complex. Why does the spoon need to be electric? What's happening? Because it makes things saltier. The spoon makes things saltier. Yes, aren't you supposed to avoid? Wait, you're supposed to avoid salt for mm -hmm. your health. And this this bowl and this spoon helps you avoiding salt. In what way? So they they put this specific electrical charge through the food that you're eating to make it taste 1.5 times saltier than it is without adding any salt. Oh. What they do is, so it works by passing a specific wavelength of electricity from the surface of the spoon to the food, which keys into the ions such as sodium chloride that triggers our senses of saltiness. It binds the ions together. It makes them bunch together so that when they touch your tongue, it heightens their salty flavor profile. So it doesn't increase any of the salt in the food. It just makes it taste saltier to you. So it tastes like you've added a whole ton of salt to it, but it's just oh, electricity. But you haven't really. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually oh. a health thing. They've, they've developed it in Japan. They're, these utensils are going to be going on sale sometime next year in Japan. The bowl itself has little electrodes built into the side of the bowl. So as you're sipping, like you've been to a Japanese restaurant where you drink the miso mm -hmm. soup out of a bowl. Mm -hmm. So it's like one of those where you sip it out of the bowl. There's a little electrodes on the side. So as you sip it, they're, they're sending this low voltage electricity into the broth, making it taste super salty. And there's also going to be a control on the bowl and the spoon so that you can increase or decrease the salt profile. Wow. Yeah. So I know you claim that all foods are tasty. You have like uh, a heightened I, I taste sense anyways. No, I have, the, I have the opposite. I have a very low taste sense. I don't use salt at all. I, I, I don't use salt. I don't use pe pepper. I don't use any sort of flavorings. And uh, I don't really 
taste things that well. Hmm. So I've never... You'll often eat something. I've seen you eat something super bland and you're like, oh, the flavor, the, the taste. Oh, my God. That's just intense. Like those terrible burritos you used to love to eat. No, I love the fact that they're bland. <laughs> you just love the blandness it's, I the love food. the I love the flat fact that it has no flavor. <laughs> That's the appealing part to me. Those burritos are not terrible. They're delicious. Because they I, taste like nothing? Yes. Exactly <laughs> that. I don't need your salty bowl. No, no, no. I'm full of health. I've, I, I like things incredibly so you bland. You don't want to try the electric salt? Don't need it. Not no. necessary. I don't. I've. I never use salt on anything. I am. People are like, "Oh, you got to not do salt because it's bad for your health." And I'm like, "I'm way ahead of you, Bucko." Like, mm. I don't do salt to begin with. I like things nice and bland. The only exception is, oh, do mm, I love? No kombucha. Oh, okay. I. I can. I want everything to be as bland as possible. But kombucha is a brick wrapped in velvet and then someone just keeps smashing you in the head with the velvet wrapped brick mm -hmm. like kombucha is so painful i can't breathe it like, wow. sounds like a pangalactic gargle blaster i think it does it, it does yeah. yes i've often thought that a pangalactic gargle blaster would indeed taste like kombucha mm -hmm. and now the best part is because kombucha is so incredibly painful what i like to do is challenge myself and open up my throat and see just how much kombucha I can chug at once until my body like shuts down, shuts down <laughs> and throws on the brakes. Revolts you, against you. Yes, being like, what the yes, fuck are you thinking? Exactly. Right. Right. That's the best way to, you've heard me gasp. And struggle. Uh, like, my God, it's it, terrible. Yeah. Ah! No, 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 it's not terrible. It's delicious it with how much so it good. hurts. It hurts so good. So yeah, you you try and shove as much kombucha in your gullet as possible into mm. your body's like you stop that, and then you have to like get on top of it and you're like dying. Oh. Mm. I know we've had this argument before because you do not understand my love of horseradish. It's ridiculous. It's your like, eyes start oh. watering, your nose, and you're oh, like it clears <laughs> your sinuses. You can't no. think or talk for yeah. a minute if you get the really yeah. good. Or you're like, oh, hold on, I just need to like process yeah. this. I think yes. what it is is that it fully brings your mind into the present moment. It cannot be drifted. Does. It's like it's yeah. like you and your BDSM. Yeah. We're like, my mind my is kombucha. so focused. And then the present kombucha moment. And, ooh, BDSM and kombucha at the same time. Oh. <laughs> this is your new oh. fetish. Oh. I just want to be whipped with a big bottle of kombucha. I'm sure there's other people out there that's like BDSM kombucha fetishists. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. My mind is blown. That's delightful. I'm now I'm thinking about it. I'm like drooling slightly. Yeah. When we finish this podcast, I actually have some kombucha upstairs. I'm going to go and drink it and shut well, my mind well off. Self-flagellating. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> speaking of flagellation, I've got one for you. Okay. All right. This is something uh, I am super excited about personally. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Harvard is starting a BDSM club. Harvard, you say? I do. I do <laughs> say that. Now, I I actually think that, that this is a – I know that people are like, oh, you know, colleges are corrupting everyone. Mm -hmm. BDSM really is about consent and communication in a way that you're not going to have with normal vanilla insert tab A into slot B sex where you can have mm -hmm. sexual relations essentially on autopilot. 
You can't do that with BDSM. BDSM requires you to be better at communicating, to be better at knowing yourself, to be better at expressing your needs with someone else. And I think that having, and I please don't pick at me, don't show up at my house, don't be upset. I'm not trying to corrupt the minors. Minors are not going to college. Mm -hmm. And if you are a rare 16-year-old who's made it into Harvard, uh, this doesn't apply to you. But most people at Harvard are going to be over the age of 18. Of age. They are going to be of age. Mm -hmm. And they have just started the Harvard College Munch is uh, up to about 30 members right now. And they are starting a BDSM club. Uh, and they are now allowed to apply for DAPA food grants, mm -hmm. making it easier to find a convenient time and location to meet. For a munch, most of our listeners probably are going to know what a munch is. But for those who don't, it is a social gathering uh, around a food activity. Um, wet munches are around alcohol, and I personally do not encourage those. Um, mm. I don't believe that you should mix BDSM and mind-altering substances. Mm. I know people are like, oh, I'll have a drink to take the edge off. All right, let's whip out that flogger. But a munch is a safe way for fellow uh, kinky enthusiasts to come together over a meal and what you have on in common. On the down low because the vanillas won't know what's even going on, right? Well, um, there are a lot of munches that happen. Um, a lot of most of the time they happen in restaurants and it's like that's a corner of the restaurant. They ask you, you're not going to show up in you know latex mm. and a leather vest. But it's a social activity outside of a BDSM club where enthusiasts can gather and um, get to know each other in a, a safer way. It could be kind of intimidating to, I want to explore these desires, but I'm going to go to a dungeon and like someone might be whipped and like, I'm freaking out about that. So Munch is a kind of training wheels to get in and everyone has their clothes on. And also a social activity like eating gives you something to do. Mm -hmm. And might I so, suggest a large bowl of pussy-flavored chips for your nest munch? Uh, that's a free advertisement there for the Chaz if, Chip Company with their <laughs> new line of pussy-flavored potato chips for the only distinguished if you can get connoisseur. Them legally shipped in. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, do not break any laws in order to access the pussy chips. Oh. Did you just smell your fingers? I wiped. You did. My you nose. just. Oh, I thought you were smelling your fingers to see if you could smell pussy chips on them. I don't smell them. I wish I smelled my... pussy in my fingers. Who does this smell like? <laughs> it smells like me. Oh, and sorry. These fingers have not been any pussy. <laughs> uh, I th uh, well, that can always change. I hear that you're going to go out scientifically with a clipboard. I will. You know, not science. only do I have to taste your pussy, I put my fingers in there too for science. Right, right, right. You that If you have to submit that paper to research... I'll try and, or, I'll try and okay. collect as much ejaculate as possible. Data as possible. So you can prove my point that squirt is a magical mystery nectar fluid of the gods. Hmm. It's true. I have the mop and bucket to prove it. Okay. Well, then, after all that, I have one last palate cleanser before we call this a wrap on the episode. Does the palate cleanser taste like potato chips? It does not taste like potato chips. But okay. there was a party. Actually, it tastes like mooncake, possibly. Uh, go on. Uh, one of the biggest events in China is the Harvest Festival, also called the Mooncake Festival, where they eat lots of mooncake. And one retirement center in Taiwan 
wanted to celebrate in a larger than normal fashion because it's been canceled for the last two years, this or this harvest festival for these veterans that live in the retirement home. It's been canceled, so they wanted to make it extra spicy this year. So what do you think they did for these elderly retirees confined to wheelchairs? They hired a stripper to bust out of a moon cake. No, they did hire a stripper, but there was no moon cake involved. Okay, but there was a stripper. There was a stripper okay, that came and did lap dances for the people in the retirement home that were sitting in the wheelchairs. That's a spicy moon cake. That is a spicy moon cake. But they also played bingo and they ate mooncakes, not while the strippers were stripping. I was concerned for the elderly men who might suffer heart attacks because what a way to go. these strippers were. There's a video of it that if you care to watch the stripper and the old guys in the wheelchairs because she is just sticking her tits right in the guy's face. Good he for seems, her. He Good seems for them. very happy. Sure. Yeah. I I'm would sure be. that they would much rather that than play bingo. That would be the type of retirement I'd want to hang out in. If mm. I was in a retirement home, I would totally want to lap dance. Strippers all the time. Oh yeah. That's what I'd say. I mean, I, fuck. I've old. I've. I, I'm old. I've paid my dues. Bring on the strippers. And there is. I think Amen. it was it Taiwan that they have strippers at funerals. We talked about that before. They're, they'll hire strippers and they'll have a whole funeral parade and they'll just be up on top of cars doing pole dances and stuff. They also uh, have church services that feature strippers. Yeah. I think we've, we just, we've, we've we just incorporate strippers, strippers more and more into different social events. I, I think it makes events more exciting personally. Yeah. You know, uh, birthdays, bar mitzvahs. Yes. I mean, maybe not bar mitzvahs because they're too young. I don't too know. Young, too, too young. Too young. Do not get us in legal trouble over the age of 18. Brisses. What's a bris without a stripper? Mm. <laughs> too young. Too young. <laughs> too young. I would like to, for it to be known on the record that I am not co-signing my I, podcast I, co-host bullshit. We're not doing that. I'm, I'm not serious about okay. anything like that. Of age and Good. older. Yes. 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 Excellent. High school graduations. They're 18. Strippers? No. 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 Over 21? Yes. Okay. Over 21. <laughs> you could hire a stripper and start incorporating strippers into your social gatherings that's right okay i gotta keep you in line man i appreciate it you're welcome uh, sometimes i get off the leash and run around you the do yard, <laughs> you go do. and shit in the neighbor's lawn and then you gotta reel me back in wipe my wacky. nose in it that's true it's mm, true i appreciate that all right well that's all i got so give these folks that bother to tune in a nice jaunty salute send them on their way Thank you all for joining us. We will catch you the week after this, unless you are a Patreon supporter, in which case we will catch you next week. Yeah. Over and out. Thank you all. We appreciate you listening. And uh, if you're not, you can always follow us on um, the Twitters and the Instagrams if you want some of us in the in-between times when uh, you're not getting episodes in your ears. Find us there. Bye. Bye.